Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Yeah. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, Tox's picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact. The many misjudge him cause he makes a living from writing rats Put it together himself, got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help, to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds, the skill of an artist This is 20% skill, 80% fear, be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill, who would've thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church I like bleach, man, Ryu had this Stupidest verses, dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks for the roof. I heard from what that's... All right, welcome back. It's 11.07 on this rainy Friday. Glad to have you with us today. We're going to brighten the mood a little bit with a whole bunch of fun and some positive news out of the state of Arkansas. Unfortunately, that does not include the SEC preseason media poll. Christian, we have a question of the day today? We do not. Why don't, you, why don't you throw this one out there? Arkansas has got one... One... First team All SEC player on the first te- on the uh, preseason poll. One player. Okay. You want to guess who it is? Is it KJ? It is not. Really? Is it Rocket. It is Rocket. Uh, not the. That's a little raccoon. From, what did they have at quarterback? From uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you. Not oh, to the, be confused. The, the little raccoon. Although he does, he does have a lot of firepower. Yeah. Does have a lot of firepower. Um, Rocket Sanders, we're talking about. Yeah. He is the only Razorback on the first team preseason All-SEC. That's not good. No, but I want a giant chip on the shoulder of my man K.J. Jefferson, who is a second-teamer. Well, we'll get into all this in the red-white. Behind whom? I'll tell you all about it in a second. Well, I'm fascinated. Well, i got to play the open first. Anyway, the point is... I have a feeling who it is. Question of the day! Duh. There's only one other answer. Anyway... (laughs) Question of the day today. How many guys will be on the first team postseason? Which is really the important thing, right? Three. Where there's this past season. Did we have any this past season? That's a good question. I don't know that. I don't think so. Maybe Rocket. Was Rocket? Second uh-huh. team, I think. Let's go back and look. Anyway, um, I think they'll get at least two. They only have a. I'll tell you this. If KJ is the first team all-conference quarterback, Arkansas probably had a pretty good year. Yeah. Right? Mm. Okay. Well, let's get to that. I was a little disappointed, honestly. I don't know what I was expecting, but... The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Tom Murphy coming up in a second. We'll see who he cast his votes for. But Pigskin, please don't give him a hard time if you don't agree. I may. We're trying to create content. I remember that was the most memorable moment of this show last year. Listen, you've been doing this a long time. You get how the game is played. I do. All right, so the preseason predictions. Let's look at the big picture first, shall we? You guys want to predict these in order? See how far you can get? Sure. Who is the Eastern Conference Division? Eastern Conference Division. Eastern Division preseason pick. Georgia. Yes. Followed by? Alabama. Not in the East. East. Tennessee. Yes, followed by? South um, Carolina. That's exactly right. South Carolina and Kentucky are a virtual tie, but South Carolina with the edge over them, followed by Florida, Missouri, and Vanderbilt dead last. Um, Vanderbilt has got eight first-place votes. 
for uh, the division. Well, it was in Nashville, so maybe quite a few. Maybe they thought they were voting on baseball. Maybe a lot of people thought they were drunk, too. Uh, They were hanging out late night with Baz or John Neighbors. That might have happened. In the West, give me the predicted order of finish. And I will tell you this. uh, It was 2011 to 1682 total points in the East. Much closer, separated by just 61 points in the in the uh, Western Division. One Bama, is Bama. LSU. Two is LSU. Mm-hmm. Three is Ole Miss? Mm-mm. But you're close. Ole Miss is virtually in a tie with this other school. Texas A&M. Correct. Texas A&M third. I think way overrated. Hogs fourth. No. Ole Miss fourth. And then Arkansas fifth in the West. Barrett Salee said Texas A&M would be the worst team in the West this year. Auburn and Mississippi State, which Mississippi State's a safer bet than A&M being the right. worst in the West yeah. for sure. SEC champion, boys. It is a dominant first-place choice. Georgia. Georgia. Yes. Followed by? Alabama. Close. No, that's right. Alabama second, LSU, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. So Arkansas picked sixth, but they got two two votes <laughs> with, <laughs> with Auburn. So I don't know if that's relevant. Okay, and now Vanderbilt we... also had more votes than Arkansas, so that... What? Didn't you say Vanderbilt, Arkansas? So Vanderbilt had more votes. Yes, some, something's that's going r- on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> something weird in the water over there. All right, the first team offense. Rocket Sanders is the only Arkansas player on the first team, along with Judkins from Ole Miss at running back. Jaden Daniels is your first team quarterback. I don't know what the separation was between those two because they don't have the number of votes, but I'm guessing that the difference between him and KJ was pretty minuscule. Mm-hmm. Arkansas did not have an offensive lineman on the first team, which is a little bit disappointing, but not shocking. Brady Latham was named to the second team offensive line. I thought third team. Uh, you might have gotten um, Bo Limmer, but he did not get any love. Trey Knox, though, did from South Carolina, third-team tight end in the preseason. Well, that hurts. Joe Milton and Will Rogers tied for the third-team quarterback as well. I just don't believe in Joe Milton at all. Not at all. Second-team defense, Arkansas got Dwight McLaughlin on there. That is the only defensive player to any of the three teams for Arkansas. Mm. So I will say that when we talk to a couple of defensive linemen, Eric Gregory and Zach Williams among the participants of Countdown to Kickoff coming up on August 1st, I'm going to guess that they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder with something to prove going into the season. Specialist, not a single guy for Arkansas. Not a single player. All I'll tell you is this. If Arkansas's place kicker is not one of the top three kickers in the league, this league's got some really good freaking kickers. Who's who's the number one kicker? Uh, Will Richard from Alabama. Remember all the years that Alabama's struggled mightily? Never had a kicker. Now they got the best guy in the league, according to the media. Harrison Mevis, Mevis from Missouri second, and Alex McPherson from Auburn, which has a long history of kickers and punters. They always have good kickers. They at sure Auburn. do. Yeah. They sure do. A lot of guys in the NFL. Yep. Um, I mean, they got almost a whole family in there. I think from, mm-hmm. from one family. But uh, anyway, so that's it. We've got some other things to talk about from Northwest Arkansas related to media days and other things, but um, mostly we're going to talk about Moses Moody a little bit later in the show because he was in the studio yesterday, which was really a great thrill. Tom Murphy, it's always a great thrill to have him as well. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, I assume you made it back home safely. Hey, guys. Pleasure to be with you. No, I'm actually in The Rock. We got back here kind of late last night. Bob and I chilled and saw the SEC, all SEC predictions come out and the teams, and uh, we're about to head home here in well, I wish I'd have known that. We would have invited you up. I would have gotten uh, breakfast catered or something. I don't know. Oh, man. Well, anyway, we're happy to have you by phone. I'll take it. And let's be honest, it's nasty out. You don't need to be traveling yet anyway. Let it blow over. All right, so Arkansas picked one, two, three, fifth in the West. Where did you have them, if I may be so bold? Uh, yeah, not a shocker at all. I want to say I had them fourth. I, I went with LSU and then Bama. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe maybe A and M or somebody third, or maybe Ole Miss third. I can't remember. And then Arkansas probably. Okay, I'm not, I might have even had him third. I all, don't know. All right, I'm not shocked that Alabama or that excuse me that Arkansas only got one first teamer, but I'm a little bit disappointed, I suppose. And I, I would guess Tom, we don't get the we don't get the number of votes, but I'm guessing Jaden Daniels and KJ Jefferson. There was a pretty uh, minuscule difference in the number of votes they got for first team. Jaden Daniels ended up winning out. Absolutely. I'm sure that's, that was the case. I mean, I was just looking at their stats a minute ago to prepare to come on here. You know, KJ had him a little bit in total offense per game at 287 yards. Jay Daniels, 276. So an 11-yard difference there. 
but, you know, Daniels had more rushing yards, 818. His team won the SEC West division in a surprise deal. And um, obviously, you know, the two of those guys are, are probably going to go at it neck and neck, and, and I'm sure there's going to be others. I mean, Will Rogers could, could complain. He had the best passing numbers. So, I mean, unfortunate for K.J., it'll probably drive him a little bit, but um, no big surprise, and I'm sure they were just probably just about head-to-head on the voting. Yeah, I don't think anybody has a lot of um, or very high expectations for Will with him, you know, again, losing his coach, and I think we all understand the the genius that Leach was when it came to play calling and offensive football, and I just got to think they're going to take a big step back there in their offense, but we'll see. Maybe they can keep keep things up and and uh, have a good year in that regard. Yesterday, I was, um, I don't want to say surprised, because you never know what's going to upset your boss, but Wally was really upset about uh, Lane Kiffin not being entertaining. But I thought he was the only only voice of honesty and substance at all of SEC Media Days, for the most part. I mean, I I like the fact that he called out all the things we know to be true. He called these guys professional athletes. He talked about, you know, players being poached by other schools in the open. And he didn't call out schools by name. But, I mean, all the things we know are going on. He pointed out as problems, significant problems, that need to be brought under control. And not sure who's going to do that. But I thought he was actually, uh, to me, the guy making the most good points at uh, SEC Media Days this week. Um, well, yes. I am, I appreciate the fact that he is uh, willing to speak on the, these topics. But, you know, what are the solutions? He, he's like, I, I don't know. He says, I tell my coaching staff, Come, you come to me with problems. Well, I want I want you to come to me with a problem and a solution or mm-hmm. an idea for that solution. He didn't have them because I'm not sure what anybody does. What Greg Sankey says is probably going to take Congress. I don't have any faith in that, that Congress is going to pass some comprehensive deal that works for every school in every state. So um, the fact that he's bringing them out, you know, that speaks to me of, A, he understands that Alabama, A&M, LSU, Georgia, they all have higher you know, donation bases that can pay more money, probably. And he's having to live with that. But the, the, that's been the case, you know, in terms of giving to the programs for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't know. Every coach said a thing or two, probably, about NIL. He just happened to say it the loudest and, and the most uh, and devoted the most time to it. Um, but... I don't know how you get it all fixed. I don't know how you turn the collectors into something that can be controlled and regulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I am proud of him for doing it. And I think Wally was right. That Kiffin did not have a lot of energy. I thought he and uh, Billy Napier of Florida kind of were had the lower the energy. Um, and I'm not sure if anybody stood out. You never have another Steve Spurrier. But interestingly enough, a guy asked Sam Pittman, would he, would he take the mantle over from Mike Leach as the most colorful, you know, outspoken type coach? And uh, you know, Sam Pittman played it off pretty good, but to, to be even be thought of in that category is a good deal. And Sam, his folksy humor was on display, and he did a good job. I thought Sam was great, and I think he is about as likable or maybe the most likable guy in the league. But it's easy to be very likable when you're not beating everybody's brains in. So uh, if he starts winning nine or ten games a year, he's going to be far less likable for opposing media members, I imagine. So uh, well, I hope that happens soon. But, yeah, I, I, I think he uh, he definitely won the day as far as personality goes. And I thought it was very refreshing to say hear him say that he was nervous in the big room. I thought that was pretty funny, Tom, considering how many interviews he's done. And, you know, he's been on national television several times. I just thought it was interesting. That is a lot of pressure, though, on a coach because you know what you say – um, can be misconstrued, or you know, it can be. Uh, if you say something smart, funny, or controversial, it's going to be blown up by the media because that's what they're there for. That's exactly right. And you know, it was refreshing though that he said like people, and he says it in his own way. But he says like they grade us, and that's true. Yes. We every radio show in, in after it's all over says these are the coaches that were colorful and electric and had energy. These are the coaches that were bland and whatever. And so. It was funny that he said, I just don't want to come out at the bottom. If I'm just not at the bottom and I do okay, then I'm happy. Well, he finished near the top, for yeah. sure. And, uh, and, and and three days from now, who, who's going to remember, or a week from now when the season starts, no one's going to remember who gave a great performance. We, just, we react in the moment, and we want to be entertained. That's why Steve Spurrier was a combination of a great entertainer, a great ad-lib speaker, um, and his teams performed. So he was like, he was the trifecta, man. His teams did it all. Um, I was going to make a point about uh, Lane Kiffin. You know, he was relatively bland, 
But as time went on, in some other room, I saw this yesterday, some young kid must have asked him, hey, there are people who tell me I look like you. Right. Did y'all see this? And yeah. Kevin's response was, what's your mama's name? I mean, are you kidding me? That's entertainment. Yeah, we got the clip here. I get that, actually, too. Like, like I'll be walking through somewhere, and somebody will be like, are you Lane Kiffin? I'll be like, no, I hate that dude. He sucks. <laughs> it's really cool because the conversation's like over, and you can keep moving. So, um, and it's run to my down to my daughter. She does it now. Like, you know, she's like, I don't like all the attention, you know, because the last name. So people be like, oh, are you Landry Kiffin? And she's like, nope. I heard bad things about her, you know. And like, so she's kind of learned that same trick too. Um, so, I'm sorry that you get get paired in with me so but I would embrace it I would just go with it what's your mom's name (laughs) I gotta I gotta ask my dad some questions now um I would just embrace it and be like, you probably get like free drinks at places and stuff, like um, just depending on what state in the SEC you go to. That's fun. Come on, let's give the guy a little credit. Anyway, hey man, thanks for thanks for playing the full clip. I did not know the context of it. I saw a minor clip, and so I was laughing. If yeah, you played that clip. I love it. That was good. Uh, the one that got me this week, Tom, and it was a pretty benign, don't you agree? Pretty benign media day week for the most part. I'll go with that. Okay. Jimbo Fisher <laughs> and the way that he handled the, the softball about what they were going to or how they were going to handle the play calling, he just could not let that Jimbo Fisher ego loose, right? Like he had to sort of temper his answer with how involved he is in all the rooms. and But, you know, it's like who's going to call the plays? And he didn't want to give a direct answer. I'm like – if there was one question I would have been ready for as Jimbo Fisher this week, I would have had a real good answer where I felt like I could protect my dainty little ego and still tell people what was going to happen and how it was going to go down. And I don't know if this was forced on him, but it sure felt like it the way he responded to the questions. Man, excellent points. And you're right. I mean, he he should have thought this through and had a funny answer. You know what I mean? Like, a funny answer. But yet, I think it it speaks to how seriously he takes like maybe the challenge of another guy who's a a good play caller coming in here with me. I cannot imagine it was forced on him because of what his salary is. So I don't, he just wasn't, he didn't speak to it very well. And he also didn't give a clear answer. Right. And if you don't let Bobby Petrino go with the things that you practice and the guy, he, he has almost a photographic memory and it worked. I mean, they almost beat Arkansas last year because they exploited the crossing stuff over the middle, the short stuff, and uh, a mobile quarterback. And so, I don't know, man. I, I don't want A&M to be a super successful team. I hope it just implodes. But he did nothing to help it not implode at media day. Yeah, and the thing I used as an example earlier this week, Tom, was the Gus Malzon example in the two settings. I mean, at Arkansas, obviously, there was a bit of a, a forced situation there, a forced marriage between – you know, Houston and Gus, and, you know, again, there's been a lot that's been said about it since, but I think everybody understood that was not the greatest situation, despite the fact that I think Houston's a good head coach, and I think Gus is an excellent play caller and offensive coordinator. And then you saw how he worked at Auburn, where he was basically left alone to run the offense, and all they did was go win a national championship. Mm. But it's, just, it's a fine comparison, and we know, the, we know what happened at Arkansas, you know, that Frank Broyles had a hand in that. Um, and Houston Nuts seemingly resented that. Uh, but we don't know, I, at least I haven't seen it written or said, how it, how it went down at A&M. But it's going to be a marriage that's going to be scrutinized. Mm-hmm. They were a pathetic offensive team last year. I mean, let's be honest. They don't beat Arkansas without the long fumble return and a missed field goal. Right. Um, and I don't know how they beat LSU. I remember watching the game, but I don't remember the details of it. But yeah. that was their big moment. Yeah, I really hope it's uh, it's awful. Um, as much as I don't hate Bobby Petrino, I really hope it doesn't go well because I do not a big fan of A and M or or Jimbo. So, um, and it'll be good. I mean, look for us, it's about the story, right? So if you get if you get a lot of drama yeah. out of there, that'd be great. And you, yeah, the thing bottom, about Jimbo is he didn't fake it very well, right? Like he's going to make it pretty obvious if things aren't going too well. He did a poor job of that, but you know what? The bottom line, my take is they're going to be a much better offense team. 
that Petrino is going to find ways to make the quarterback productive and completion percentage good. And they've got a great receiving core. I was talking to Olin Buchanan at Media Days about their receiving core between Muhammad and uh, and, and And I Smith. And there's a couple of other signees that are supposed to be fantastic. They're, They're going to get the ball to their playmakers, and they're going to be a much better offense. What's the ceiling and the floor, or ceiling and the uh, yeah floor for Arkansas? You think record wise? Uh, ceiling, um, you know, if things go right, if they stay healthy, if KJ plays in all the games, defense better. They, why couldn't they be? You know, I, I don't see them winning every game. So you know, step down from that. They've got a really tough road schedule. Beating Alabama on the road, I'm not going to predict that. Um, so. Could they win nine games again in the regular mm-hmm. season or win nine games in the regular season? Possibly. Mm-hmm. That's that's potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, the floor, if guys get beat up, if K.J. gets injured early in the year and, um, you know, the, they're blitzing, teams find out find ways to connect on man-to-man uh, to beat the blitzing, then you, you get scored on like you did last year, and it could be a bad deal. I mean, I, I expect them to win their first three non-conference games. I expect them to win a few games in the middle. And then at the end, I mean, you should beat Missouri at home. You should beat Mississippi State at home. So that's minimum of five wins right there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, five or six wins minimum and maybe nine maximum. You should win all your non-con games, right? I mean, Arkansas is going to be pretty handily favored in all of them, including BYU. It, they should. But, you know, just because you beat BYU out there and you, you had a massive offensive display, I mean, should have scored on nine consecutive possessions. Um, doesn't mean you're going to beat them this year. Um, but I, I expect them to beat BYU. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. They lost their quarterback, Jaron Hall, didn't they? They did. Okay. Yeah, I think Arkansas is not worse, and I think BYU is. And Arkansas is at home this year. So, I mean, to me, there's no excuse losing that game this year. And, again, it's all, all predicated on KJ's health. Um, I did hear, you know, my man Trey Shap. I asked him to ask about the tackles who are unproven. Obviously, we've got a receiving core that's unproven too, Tom. But I do feel pretty good about the offense. But he also yeah. asked he asked a combo question because and I thought coach gave a great answer. He feels pretty confident. Clearly, he feels like the guys can do the job on the offensive line, even though they haven't done it in an SEC game. He's seen them in practice. He knows what it's, he knows what it looks like. But Trey asked a follow up question about the backup quarterback situation. Did anybody get him on the record about his thoughts and feelings on the backup quarterback, knowing KJ's history of you know getting dinged up here and there? I mean, for most of us, well, I think the feeling is Jacoby Chris was an upgrade. Did did coach get on the record about any of that? Um, well, he did speak to Jacob, Jacoby being a better, you know, a, an upgrade. And here's the thing: he did he did address that late in spring. Uh, he was asked that, and it's like, yeah, he, we think we're a lot better off if KJ's unable to go. What we will do at backup. So I, I I feel pretty confident that they're confident in the quarterback. Now he can speak, he can talk up Manuel and Kudis and the backup tackles. And he mentioned Chambly and he Marion Harris able to go out, but yep. until they go out and do it. You know, that's still going to be a question because we didn't see it happen, but apparently the DNs just tore up their tackles in that first scrimmage. Hmm. And so until we see it in a game, then that is going to be a question mark about this team. How agile are the tackles? How much help are they going to need? How physical can they be? Are they going to be combo run guys and pass blockers? So but Sam did get a, give a little hint that was slightly surprising to me. He thinks that K.J. probably won't run near as much, and they might be more of a passing team this year. So that's going to be interesting how that unfolds. I I concur. I thought that that caught me off guard as well um, because they do have a stable of running backs, and we've got a report, I guess, on the – help me out – on the running back that was injured last year. Oh, Dominic Dunn. You're right, Mm -hmm. and apparently he is trending in the the, the right direction. I mean, they do have an excellent stable. When you look at depth and talent, I mean, that's about as good as you're going to get around the country. Really, and I tell you, I write I write about this from time to time. But Jimmy Smith's ability to not only attract those guys but keep the room happy. I mean, you're talking about AJ Green, a, a prime recruit. I mean, yeah. I thought, think he was graded high higher over Sanders, who we weren't sure what position he'd play. <laughs> but he's been happy on the bench, and you know, getting and I, you know, I get it. Wear and tear on your body. Rocket Sanders rushed for 1,443 yards, a lot of wear and tear. I think he's going to be an NFL caliber player, mm-hmm. but he's getting a lot of his mileage on his tires, so to speak, in college. And so I like the idea of mixing it up. I'd like to see him maybe reduce Rocket's load, give some to the other guys. Uh, Rashad Dubini is a fine running back, mm-hmm. and Augustave, the freshman, I think, is going to do well also. So 
I think maybe what Sam meant to say was that KJ's running might not be as right. much. He might be more of a passer, but they are going to lean on that run game. We know that from him and from Dan Enos' background. And they were 65-35 pass run last year, is that what you said in the, in the column? Or somebody did? did uh, well, maybe, right? maybe, in produ- maybe in production, but not okay. total play. Okay. Closer to 50-50 in play calling? I can't speak to that. Yeah, we'll exactly. have to, have to look at the plays. Close. Uh, he did He did make a kind of a crack about fourth downs, going for it on fourth downs, too. So, <laughs> no matter no matter how often they go for it on fourth down, I'm guessing they'll be a little more efficient on fourth down than they were last year. At least it'll be a little more straightforward, I hope. Hope we don't get all cutesy. Yeah, I tell you, man, when you boil it right down, fourth down, it's short yardage. And, you know, and so that's, a, that's like the two-point play against Liberty. When you boil it down, the wins and the losses, uh, on the goal line against LSU, on the goal line at Missouri. I mean, you can directly correlate. And then, honestly, when the game was still in doubt, on the goal line at Mississippi State. And even in a game they won, on mm-hmm. the goal line at BYU. If you boil it down and they convert some of those plays, it, they have a different record. Yep. I, I mean, I don't know if they beat LSU if they're ahead 10 to nothing, but it sure gave them a better chance to beat them. There's no doubt. Tom, appreciate the time, my friend. Glad uh, you guys are on your way back. Safe travels the rest of the way. You guys may have a little weather on the way, but uh, hey, we got to ask him the no ho Hank line. Who was that? You or Holt? Well, we weren't. Bob was there when it was asked. I was talking to KJ at that time, but I haven't seen Barry. I understand it's a great show. It is. So now I want to go see who no ho Hank is. Excellent. Best character on the show. He he steals the show. Uh, Wally talks highly of you, Pigskin Preacher. Man, we, we had a little convo in the car. so Very good. Good deal. Well, Tom, I talk highly of you whenever I get a chance as well, and I appreciate you very much, and I will uh, talk to you again next week. Man, I always enjoy it. I'm pretty fired up after this convo, so y'all have a good weekend. All right, buddy. Safe travels. Thanks, Tom. Tom Murphy. Hmm. So the answer was neither. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't see the it reference. It just kind of came out in the ether. It was in yesterday's newspaper. I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, have to, I'll have to look for it. Uh, I'll dig it up. Okay. Well, I read the paper. I guess I just glossed over that part. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's 11.32. We're a little behind. Got to get to uh, Monty Patel, who is the head coach of the Arkansas TBT team. Arkansas got win number one yesterday, and Hunter Mickelson was a big part of it. We haven't heard his name in just a bit, but uh, we'll get coaches' thoughts on that and their matchup in the second round. They're playing for a million bucks, folks. Winner take all. How do you do? Mm. Sounds like a good gig. I mean, we were talking about a billion-dollar lottery, but honestly, getting a share of a million would be fine by me today. Max Prairie Wings, a million bucks will go a long way down there. Uh, You can buy all kinds of cool stuff, but you don't need to be a millionaire to get to Max and have a good time. All you need to do is head yourself down to Max Prairie Wings. Today is definitely a day for the birds, and uh, Max always has everything you need for the birds, whether it's, you know, shotguns or shells or uh, you want to get out in a blind. they got all the stuff, all the gear, too, if you want to get out for hunting or fishing. And if you want to get out on the water right now, go by and see our friends down there at Max Prairie Wings and Stuttgart because they've got Tohatsu Outboard Motors. They are your dealer. Affordably priced, and they're backed by a five-year warranty. That's how much they believe in these things. Pretty impressive. And they also, at Max, offer competitive prices. And if you need some financing, get your motor, folks. Don't put off that fishing trip. Go down there and get it done and get your uh, get it financed. They've got a great service center also with certified Tohatsu technicians. Everything you need to get out on the water or out in the summer and have a little fun, it's at Max Prairie Wings. Go by and see them. Their website, maxpw.com, or stop down at Stuttgart and peruse all the great offerings they have at Max Prairie Wings down in Stuttgart. It's 1134. We'll get an update from the uh, Open Championship, and we'll talk to our friends from the Arkansas TBT team after this. Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Sports Center. The sale of the Washington Commanders is official as yesterday the NFL owners approved the sale to a group led by Josh Harris. The Harris group, which includes Magic Johnson, paid in North American sports record $6.05 billion for the team. Reports indicate the team could undergo another name change as a means to separate themselves from the Dan Snyder era. Announced at the same time of the sale, Dan Snyder has been fined $60 million by the NFL as an independent investigation concluded he sexually harassed a team employee and he withheld revenue from the NFL. 
well. And the Arkansas Travelers fell to the Springfield Cardinals 7-9 last night. They'll be back in action again tonight at 7.05. They'll also play on Saturday at 6.35 and Sunday at 6.05. All of their games can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. Hey y'all, Dr. Grant Dennis here with the Specific Chiropractic Centers and Everbowl. Ever think to yourself, why does everything that tastes so good have to be so bad for me? Well, at Everbowl, we whip up tasty acai bowls and smoothies every day that are packed with antioxidants, fiber, and other naturally nutritious goodness to help fuel you throughout your day, and they are actually good for you. Our bowls are vegan, dairy-free, and good for your busy, active, and healthy lifestyle during these hot summer months. Hey, come swing in, cool off with Everbowl, mention Dr. Grant, and you'll get a special promotional offer We're in between the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in between Santo Coyote and Numa. Your change can help families of hospitalized children at Ronald McDonald House. Just ask to round up for RMHC when you place your order anytime you're at McDonald's. This way, families of critically ill children can stay at Ronald McDonald House at no cost while their child is receiving life-saving care at a local hospital. All of that change stays right here in Little Rock. So next time you're at McDonald's, ask to round up to RMHC and you'll be leaving with so much more than just a meal. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. Oakland Racing Casino Resort presents the Great Arkansas Beer Festival, Rock City Margarita Festival, Saturday, July 22nd at the State House Convention Center. Brought to you in part by Tito's Handmade Vodka and Mosquito Joe. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for more. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore, and a lot of people are taking a little summer vacation, a little road trip these days. you got to make sure your car is ready for that road trip. You don't want to have a blowout on your vacation. That's not a great way to start things off. It's dangerous for you, other passengers, and other people on the road. So make sure you have good tires. Go buy Big O Tires in Cabot and Conway. They have a great selection of tires. All the name brand tires. Plus, of course, they have the Big O Tire. And right now, at Big O Tires, $100 off select set of tires. And don't forget, Big O Tires does much more than just tires. So before you head out on that vacation this summer, swing on by Big O Tires and make sure your car is ready to go. Brakes, yep, they do that. Alignments, heck yeah, they'll take care of that too. Mechanics there, ready to take a look at your car. It's Big O Tires in Cabot on Prospect Court in front of Kroger. And Conway, it's on Hark Rider. Big O Tires, the team we trust. You're listening to the handsomest sports talk show in the natural state. Wait, are you sure this is right? Just go with it, Shots. Okay, okay. The Zone with Justin Acre and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is live. get to it. Uh, 11.39. We're going to talk a little NBA, too. Yesterday, we had Moses Moody in studio, and we were talking about a number of different things, and that is going to dovetail into a podcast that hosted Austin Reeves recently, and uh, he made some interesting comments as well. What a likable dude. And Moses, we talked to him about Austin a little bit yesterday, too. So I was talking about how you know Austin was telling us, Christian, they went to the U.S. Open out in California. And he he's still at that point in his life where he can walk around. He just looks like an everyman, you know what I mean? Even right. though he's tall and but he doesn't you don't look at him and go, Oh my gosh, NBA starter, right? Even though he is tall. Uh and Moses made a great point. He's like, That, that ain't gonna last much longer. Or maybe his dad said that, but uh <laughs> I was like, Yeah, that's true. He will be uh pretty well known in the not too distant future for those who do not follow the NBA. Monty Patel, I'm sure follows the NBA, but he also follows basketball generally. He's the head coach for the Arkansas TBT team, and they got win number one of one yesterday on their way to hopefully a million-dollar payday at the end of this event. Uh, coach, welcome to the show. How are you? And I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I saw, unfortunately, I missed the game, but I saw the score, and then I was uh, on a on a uh, elliptical yesterday, and I was watching the game after yours in Wichita. But uh, congrats, seventy fifty eight over Ram up. 
uh, yesterday in Wichita, Kansas. And I got to say, Wichita is not a cure for boredom, but one in a million bucks sure would be. Uh, that would be incredible, man. I'm, I'm I'm disappointed you didn't get to watch the game. I will what be watching game number two. You guys play again tomorrow, right? Uh, today, today, six p.m. ESPN two. Okay, good. Glad I asked. So I get that as the precursor, and then we get uh, the women's uh, World Cup team playing Vietnam tonight at eight o'clock. So, what a nice night for TV sports on a on a July Friday. That's pretty good. So we mentioned Hunter Mickelson earlier, and he scored the final bucket, I think. And we got to talk about this Elam ending thing too. I don't necessarily fully understand how that works, but um, <laughs> there are some familiar names on this team. Adriel Bailey had a really good game rebounding for you guys. Um, give me kind of the core guys for the team that our listeners will recognize. I mean, I think it's honestly just all together. I mean, Dustin Thomas, Adriel Hunter, um, Alex Robinson that played at TCU, Brandon Woods that played at um, Michigan State. You have Jamal Ray. You have Jarvis Bernardo from Mississippi State. You got Sean Dodge from UAPB. I mean, that, it was just a collective effort all together from everyone just playing their roles for the minutes they got. So not all these guys have Arkansas connections directly. Is that true? Uh, I mean, you could say that. I mean, they're on the team now, so they're connected to Arkansas one way, right? That's all that matters, right? Yes, sir. How, when you're building a team, and obviously some of this has to do with guys who are available and want to play, but how do you go about trying to put a roster together? I mean, you reach out to players through connections you have, and you ideally hope the players also recruit the other players to come, and then you just got to hope they show up where, where they're asked to and where they say they sign up to be, and if they show up, you coach them and you get them ready, and they don't show up, you go to the next man, and that's kind of what we've been doing. Um, a lot of people have been on our roster turnover, but can't force somebody to be somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. So tell me about uh, Hunter, and we have not really caught sight of him recently. I think I read somewhere that maybe he didn't even play professionally last year. What's he been doing? He's coaching now? He's my assistant coach at East Hill. How about that? I didn't realize that. Okay. So I get, obviously he's staying in pretty good shape. He looked phenomenal from what I saw in the highlights yesterday. Oh, he is. He still has his pro mentality. He gets up 4 o'clock in the morning. He'll go work out. He'll come back. He'll get ready for work. He'll go work out our high school kids at 6 a.m., uh, let them shoot till 7.30, 7.45. He'll go to his class, do what he's supposed to do, and then he'll try to get another workout in if he can't have to practice. I mean, the dude's an animal. I mean, he just stays <laughs> at it. So it, it, it wasn't a surprise at all. I mean, we told our assistant coaches that Hunter's probably – Hunter even said he's in the best shape he's ever been in his life, and that's – that's taking a year off of pro, which is impressive. Yeah, no question. Um, tell me about the Elam scoring or the Elam ending. How, how does that work, and how does the final score get picked that you guys are playing to? When the clock shuts off in the fourth quarter, when there's four minutes left, the clock's turned off, and then whoever the winning team is at that moment, you add eight to their score, and that's the target score for both teams. So yesterday, I want to say, we went into Elam ending up 11. Um, and so the other team had to score 19, and we had to score eight uh, to win the game. Gotcha. Have you been on the wrong side of that and come back and won a game? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, last year we, we got down uh, one, and the team that we played out of St. Louis, they had a game, they had a shot that they could take for the win that they missed, and we ended up getting the rebound and the layup uh, to win that, or the three, excuse me, to win that game. And then the next game we got an offensive rebound, after we had been down to uh, come back and win that. And then next game after that, we ended up losing by, I want to say, six um, in the Sweet 16 round. Okay. Talking to Monty Patel on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, if you're just tuning in, Arkansas's TBT team back on the court today, 6 o'clock, against Purple and Black, which is a team out of where? Kansas State's team. Kansas okay. State's alumni team. Desi Seals was supposed to be on that team, but I guess he wasn't able to make the training camp and whatnot. But they have him and uh, – I want to say his name is eBay, um, that played also at Arkansas for a year. So they have a little bit of Arkansas ties, so it should be fun. A volume Eola. Eola, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Eola, there we go. We learned how to play, pronounce his name, and then he just really didn't do anything. So that was uh, a good effort on our part, though. So how do you feel about the matchup in the second round? Did you get a chance to watch their first-round game? Oh, we did. We went and scouted. We uh, we actually went uh, took the media seats because media wasn't there for the Wichita State game, so we went sat hmm. um, sat down there, watched, got the play calls. Uh, we got film. They give us film right, literally right after the game ends. So we broke down tape. Uh, we just got done with scouting report and practice at ten from ten to eleven thirty. Appreciate you pushing back the the conversation, but we got done with uh, practice just now getting back to the hotel, guys are on their own for a little bit, and then we'll have a pregame meal and 
we'll get in the game too. I love it. So how many games total do you have to win? And are all these games there, or does it, it it moves to a different place right after you? This is just a regional, right? Yep, correct. Uh, we you got to win eight, uh, eight in a row to to get the mill. Um, so we would essentially be here till Wednesday if we win every game. When we win every game, you hope, and um, then after that, you fly into Philly and you play the the final four and the finals there. And where are the other regions? Um, let's see, they got Lubbock, uh, Wheeling, where West Virginia is, Evan Xavier, and Wichita, they actually did a super region, so there's two, and then I want to say Dayton was the other region. Okay. Well, you didn't get the worst draw, probably, then. That's good. I mean, honestly, honestly, it's a good region, but, I mean, I keep I keep saying this over and over. If we can get Arkansas people truly behind this and, like, enjoying it, kind of like Wichita has, where they can now host two regions and it fills up pretty good. Yeah. I, I tell the Wichita people here, like, we, we get it in Arkansas, and you get to put the right product out on the floor. It'll sell out, especially with tickets being 40 50 bucks to get in at most, like, for really, really good seats. Um, I mean, the Wichita State last night, they had 4,500, 4,700 yeah. people in their gym watching their team play. And, I mean, they, the whole city's gotten behind it. Every time we go to a hotel, y'all are here for TBT. And that's something, you know, we're hoping to bring the – a little rocker, a fan of the right people get behind it and say, you know what, we want to host and there's a yeah. possibility on this as well. That would be great. That would make things a lot easier on you guys for sure. Absolutely. Well, Way less travel, I know that. I bet if you win the whole thing, there'll be a lot more interest next year. And uh, getting it done yeah. would probably be a little easier to pull off. No, no, no doubt about that. No pressure. Looks like you get the hard part. You, you guys go win and we'll I mean, take care of the rest. It, it's, the, the big thing is if you're hosting it, you get a part of the pictures team so we can hopefully pay guys for their services. Right now, we're just you know relying on donations and sponsors to just be able to break even amongst hotels and meals and gas to get down here. But you know, if you actually host, and man, I know how Arkansas fans turn out just because I am one, and uh, you'll get a big cut of the ticket sales to where we can pay out some guys for you know taking their time to come play, staying in shape, and being professionals. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you're paying for service. Absolutely, no doubt. Well, listen, good luck tonight, and uh, good luck the rest of the way, and hopefully. We don't see you guys back here in the state for a while, so we will talk soon either way. Nope, sounds good. Appreciate your time. All right, very good. That's Monty Patel with Arkansas's TBT team again tonight at ESPN2. Six o'clock against the former uh, collection of Kansas State Wildcats. So be fun to see. I'll be watching that tonight, and then we get a little soccer tonight as well. I'll be watching Oppenheimer. I'm going to go home and take a nap so I can stay awake through it. Yes. What time does it start? 6.45. That's a good start time for a yeah, movie that long. It is. Uh, Philip Martin's here. We'll talk to him about that a little bit later as well. Philip like, loves long movies. Did you know that? See, I like to... He said the longer the better. I like to secure my uh, movie tickets when there's nothing else to watch. So, this time of year. And luckily, this time of year, there's almost never anything. Yeah. But tonight's a pretty good... For a Friday, it's pretty good. I think the U.S. women will handle Vietnam better than the U.S. Army handled Vietnam. I was about to say, that's what we said the last time yeah, around, right? That's right. Hopefully they don't need Rambo to help. <laughs> Only $10, folks. It's the opening offer at the new Splash Car Wash on Reynolds Road in Bryant. $10 is all you pay for your first month of unlimited washes. Members get 30% off oil changes and can wash at any of the 15 Arkansas locations. Come by Splash Car Wash this week on Reynolds Road in Bryant. Saracen Summertime Sports Car Giveaways continue with a beautiful Mercedes-Benz Cabriolet in July. Play at the Saracen Casino this month to win a Mercedes convertible from Mercedes-Benz of Little Rock. Saracen Casino is the only place in Arkansas where you can qualify to win a Mercedes convertible just for playing your favorite games. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cards. That sounds good. Hey, here's my card. What are we looking for today? Here's my Come card. Inside. Want to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy on Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here. And with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to 
Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Dealing with HR is hard. There are 36 forms new employees have to fill out, a team handbook to read, company core values to memorize, and oh, by the way, you've got approximately zero room to make a mistake on their paperwork. Good luck. If you need help with HR, talk to the payroll company. They can handle recruiting, onboarding, HR best practices, handbooks and policies, payroll, and training. So all that's really left for you to do is take your new employees to lunch. Mmm. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Bass tournaments in some of the best fishing spots in the state. It's Fishing Arkansas, Sunday mornings with Big Sarge. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Fletcher Auto Group, Shelter Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, Axles Plus, Cooper's Nursery, and Arkansas River Valley Roofing and Restoration. The FedEx St. Jude Championship returns to TPC Southwind, August 9th through the 13th. Don't miss your chance to witness the top 70 players from the PGA Tour season battle it out in the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Only 50 players will make it through Memphis. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Daily grounds and upgraded ticket options are on sale now at FedExChampionship.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Let me tell you about the Summer of 1,000 Engagements. It's happening right now at Robert Irwin Jewelers. It's the number one place to buy diamond engagement rings. You'll get more choices. They make custom designing your engagement ring risk-free and easy. And you get peace of mind with the meant-to-be guarantee. Buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you'll have 365 days to return it. You have it your way. If you can dream it, Robert Irwin Jewelers can make it happen. Robert Irwin Jewelers, they've been in business since 1977. And now, during the summer of 1,000 engagement sales, save up to 40% off ready-to-wear diamond rings. Ask her now, pay later with financing like 24-month deferred interest, or take up to 60 months to pay at a low APR. McKay Mall in North Little Rock, and brand new, Pleasant Ridge Town Center next to Fresh Market. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a comeback. Boom, indeed. 11.53 yesterday, Moses Moody in studio, and Christian asked him a really hard-hitting question, and he gave us a very hard-hitting answer. Who's the hardest person you've had to guard so far in the NBA? Steph Curry. Luckily for Moses Moody, Steph Curry's on his team, so he only has to guard him in practice, and that can make him better without being embarrassed in front of God and everybody out on an NBA court during an NBA game. So it's better to be embarrassed by people that you work with than people you have to play against. Maybe he could pull a Draymond and just punch him in the face I don't, in practice. I kind of wanted to ask about that, but I didn't figure it was a good time. No, Michael Jordan did it to Steve Kerr. I mean, it works. The Yeah, I didn't want to press him on the Draymond stuff either. I brought it up yesterday. Draymond's latest thing is he's into it with Jordan Poole's father on social media. But Jordan Poole's no longer at Golden State, so they won't cross paths again anytime soon. Jordan's dad doesn't seem like a member of Mensa, according to the message that I saw. Well, here's what I know. I know that Jordan Poole's dad doesn't want to fight Draymond Green, and for Draymond Green's career, he doesn't need to fight Jordan Poole's dad. So they can yammer all they want, but it's really much just boisterousness about nothing. So Hmm. anyway, uh, the, the Moses Moody thing was interesting to me because... He was point blank and never hesitated on who the hardest guy to guard is. Austin Reeves, who is a rising star in the NBA, who is uh, another guy like Moses who comes back, gives back to his home state, absolutely warms my heart seeing these guys come back and do stuff they don't have to do, especially when you've got this newfound success. A guy like Austin Reeves, I mean, you talk about being feeded and celebrated in a place like L.A., Mm. and to keep your humble nature is a pretty remarkable thing. I love this guy. Easy guy to root for, but he, too... Did not have much fun trying to guard Steph. Going head to head with Steph, what was that like? It's uh, it's honestly hell. <laughs> 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 but just the way he moves without the ball, the way I mean, it's honestly their system too. Uh, it fits him to perfection. You literally can't ever relax, and 
I remember game one and two, uh, chasing him and Clay around, and I couldn't make a shot. Everybody's looking at me like, why can't you make a shot? I'm like, I ain't got no legs. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, no, his... uh, you know his approach to the game too is is special. Just the way that he, you know, sees the game and the way he goes about the game. Um, it was a lot of fun to play them. Obviously, happy we won. Beat him um, too. Yep. But nah, he's uh, it's hell to guard him. That is on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson and a couple of guys that really do a good job. I've seen a number of interviews they've done. They really do get good guests and they do a good job with those guys. It's yeah, a good, good. good podcast. Um, anyway, so we also talked to Moses yesterday about. Jordan Walsh and some of the guys that are playing in the summer league. He said he spent a little time in Vegas. He said he didn't go to the games necessarily, but he did watch a lot of the games. He acted like he watched a lot of mm-hmm. summer league basketball. And I asked him about the Jordan Walsh comment about the handcuffs and whether or not he felt like that was legitimate because clearly Jordan Walsh's offensive game has taken off. There was some talk uh, afterwards, Jordan Walsh, and I don't know that he meant any harm by it, but he talked about how he felt like his handcuffs were off a little bit moving to the NBA level. Arkansas struggled shooting the ball outside. Maybe that handcuffed a lot of the guys. Maybe that there wasn't as much spacing as they like to get with Arkansas. Did you feel stifled at all offensively when you were there? Uh, you know, different systems, different, uh, different. Like maybe you, you never, you never really. It's always a different uh, scenario on different teams. Uh, the NBA is a lot different than college in general. Summer league is a lot different than the real the real NBA. Right. It's different than G League. The real NBA is a lot different than the playoffs. So it's always just different types of basketball and just finding your groove, finding what you're supposed to do. Um, when I was at Arkansas, no, I, I felt I felt good, but I had a completely different team than they were sure. here. They're here now. I think Devo is the only guy from my team there. Uh, Kamani, he was on. He was a red shirt. But um, I mean, yeah, I would just say that's that's it's a testament to that. Okay. There you go. I mean, I thought it was a pretty politically correct answer initially, and then acted, you know, got a little more into it there. But, you know, everybody's situation is a little different. And let's be honest, too, and I think I think Jordan Walsh, whether he wanted to admit it or not, if he was being real and honest, he would. If you have some guys who are knocking down perimeter jumpers, it makes a lot of things easier for everybody else, and they just did not have that on any kind of consistent basis. No spacing handcuffs everybody. There you go. There you go. That is a very profound statement. Which leads me to the next piece of this puzzle for us today, which is movie reviews and Mission Impossible. <laughs> they had a really great handcuff driving scene that I thought was quite entertaining. I watched the last showing of it in IMAX, Philip, yeah. and, uh, man, I was really impressed with... Uh, that movie on, and I'm glad I saw it on IMAX. Honestly, right. I thought it was really well done. I can also see why Tom was upset that they're yanking it so quickly, right, and clearing the way for Oppenheimer. <laughs> You're going to give us a rundown on both of that and Barbie after the break. You do not want to miss this. We've been talking about these two movies all week long. Right. It uh, has been a really interesting conversation. You got ends of the spectrum, but uh, Philip's going to pull it all back to the middle after this. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smart.